This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. You are listening to On the Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the September 28th, 2017 edition of On the Daily, Rotoviz Podcast, brought to you by MyBookie. I'm Heath Kruger. You can follow me on Twitter at HeathK. And my co host, it's none other than Nick Geffen. You can find him on Twitter at Rotodoc. Nick, what an odd week, week three was. How did you end up doing a DFS? Oh god, terrible! Uh, it was a, it was a rough week. Um, my cash game team was really good, but then I realized uh, I only entered the the uh, twenty five dollar double up. I didn't even throw in my head to heads. I meant to, just totally spaced out. But I had like a you know eighty eight percentile cash lineup, and I played it in one freaking um, double up. So. That stunk, and then I didn't... Uh... Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. I do too great on my GPPs. I did okay. Um, you know, I, I hit on some plays. I missed on some plays. But uh, all in all, it was a losing week, and uh, I really wish I had entered my cash lineup in a lot more places because that was my intention, and I I just totally didn't do it. And that was part of it was the whole NASCAR sweat I had going on, and, and just a bunch of stuff going on. So make sure you don't make those kinds of mistakes, people. Yes, yes. Forgetting to set your fantasy lineup, forgetting to enter the correct DFS contest, or even worse, entering DFS contests and forgetting to set the lineup. I haven't done that yet, but I came quite close. I, I've heard of horror stories. It's just a disaster. I've done it. Oh, yeah. I've done it. It's not it's fun. It's not fun. All right. So before we get into everything, um, you know, week three, like I mentioned, it was an odd week. Um, we had some teams, you know, drastically outperform what we expected them to relative to the first couple weeks. We had some teams um, way underperform our expectations. Um, some teams that come to mind this, you know, for this is... That Ravens-Jaguars game in London that was, I think, quite the complete reverse of what anyone expected to happen. The surprise blowout in Washington between the Redskins and the and the Raiders. The Dolphins getting crushed by the Jets. You know, with all of this kind of really back and forth and really polarizing performances we've seen from um, some of these teams thus far, are you really taking advantage of any of these um, certain situations and kind of the public's perceptions of these teams in DFS this week? Yeah, I think one thing I want to do is um, kind of <laughs> ignore that Ravens performance a little bit, especially on defense. Uh, obviously, 
you know, Blake Bortles found a, an exploitable part of the Ravens' defense thrown to the tight end there, Mercedes Lewis. But the Ravens did travel all the way across the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, the Jaguars have done this before. A lot of them are used to it, whereas the Ravens really aren't. Uh, and so I think I want to get on that Ravens defense again this week. Um, they've been great the first two weeks, and, and we all thought they were going to be great against the Jaguars, and turns out they weren't. But uh, now they're at home against Pittsburgh. We all know about Ben, Big Ben's home road splits there. So uh, I, you know, I kind of want to think that's a little bit more noise uh, than you know than signal, I guess. Um, the Redskins didn't surprise me too much. Obviously, they were playing the Raiders. We knew they were going to have to throw. Kirk Cousins had a very good performance. I was all over Kirk Cousins. At least that's kind of what saved my GPP days was was Kirk Cousins. And then at least over on draftings, late swapping to, to Vernon Davis off of, of um, Jared Cook, who was uh, $100 cheaper than Jared Cook. So uh, Vernon Davis was in the Millie Maker, I think like 1.5% owned in Cook, like 17.5%. And, and I know Cook got that touchdown and, and closed the gap a little bit on Vernon Davis, but it was still a, a, you know, a move that netted me a few hundred dollars. And I really wish Vernon had gotten a second touchdown and Cook maybe hadn't gotten that because then I'd, I'd probably be talking about a break-even DFS day instead of a loss. But uh, anyway, um, I think the Redskins didn't really surprise me. The Raiders' struggles on offense is what actually surprised me, and the Redskins' defense is what surprised me there. So I'm not sure what to make of that. Um, probably give it another week and and kind of see what happens there. I mean, we've seen the Raiders move the ball before, so so maybe it was, it was more the Redskins' defense than the Raiders' offense struggling. Uh, and then finally, I wasn't too surprised by the Dolphins um, losing to the Jets. I think getting crushed like they did certainly was a bit of a surprise. And uh, you know, Josh McCown has been a pretty good game manager so far. Um, and I think the Jets at least will... Uh, I know they won't have a great record or anything, but I think they'll have a couple opportunities to surprise here and there. Great stuff, Nick. All right, let's get into the first segment of the show. But before we do, I want to remind everyone that you can get... A listener's only 30% discount to a Rotoviz NFL pass through the NFL podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL premium content, and it also supports the pod. All right, let's start everything out with some cash game plays, Nick. First up, um, you know, a week to where we were really relying on the position, um, now it's kind of a little more open. I'm not seeing as much. I'm not finding it a strict. Um, if you play on DraftKings, a strict running back three running back week. Um, but there are still some nice plays. Who are the guys you were looking at at the running back position this week um, through your uh, initial research? Yeah, I still think I'm going three running backs if I'm playing on DraftKings. Obviously, um, you know it's site dependent there, but uh, on DraftKings, I like going three running backs for cash most of the time, unless there's some very serious wide receiver value. And, and right now, there isn't a ton of wide receiver value. Um, I mean, there is some, but it, a lot of it still could depend on injury reports and things like that. So at this point in time, I'm kind of just looking at jamming three running backs, and I'm definitely starting with Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, very good matchup against the Rams. And then, um, you know, coming right back on the same game, you could play Todd Gurley. I don't love doing that in cash, playing both uh, the running backs from opposite teams, especially when they're more ground-oriented backs. Um, I'd be okay if one maybe caught a few more passes, but it really both of them don't catch a ton of passes. If you use the root of his buy low machine, uh, Dallas has the second best matchup this week against the running or four running backs, which of course is Zeke against the Rams there. And the Rams had the third best matchup. So I'll definitely plug in Zeke into my cash game lineup. Then the question comes, you know, do you play Le'Veon Bell? Do you play LaShawn McCoy? Do you play somebody else? I'm going with LaShawn McCoy. We've all seen what Atlanta does to running backs. Uh, pass catching as well. We saw the 
Sean McCoy have a very big game the first game of the year against the Jets. So if he can both rush and catch the ball, I really, really like him at his price tag. I have no problem at that $8,400 price tag, even priced above Zeke, because he's going to catch some balls. Uh, he should... He should run. I don't mind the fact that they're on the road and that they're a dog, but uh, I think LaShawn McCoy is going to get a workhorse workload here. And so I like plugging both Zeke and McCoy into my cash game lineups this week. And then if you do that, you're going to have to possibly find some value. Um, I certainly don't mind Leonard Fournette as a, as a favorite there against the New York Jets. Again, they're on the road as well. And, and this is another game that the Jets could surprise, obviously, um, you know, that they, they surprised the Dolphins. But uh, right now I am kind of eyeballing Leonard Fournette. And if you go a little bit further down, we're going to have to kind of wait and see around some of these values, um, you know, is what's going to go on, what's going to go on over there in Baltimore? Um, you know, what's going to, is there going to be any value in the New England rushing game? Anything like that? Uh, CJ Anderson might come to mind against Oakland. So there's some value lower, but I'm definitely starting by plugging in the expensive guys everywhere, whether it's DraftKings or FanDuel, um, plugging in the Sean McCoy and Zeke Elliott. Yeah, I, I love that start to just kind of really set off your lineup and, and build a, a strong base. A couple guys I just want to throw in before we move on to the next position. I thought Dalvin Cook at 6,500 taking on the Detroit Lions uh, was a pretty uh, pretty nice pick. Uh, you know, he, his price has risen a little bit relative to where he began, but his touch floor is just, it's so strong at this point, and he's still at a pretty decent discount in a nice matchup. Um, and then one more, um, uh, you had mentioned the New England running backs, James White, I think at 5,000 was pretty nice. Um, another one, uh, I think it's probably going to be one you'll have to play in cash because I think he's going to be owned in a lot of tournaments. I know just to throw him out there, Chris Carson at 5,400 in a game where the Seahawks are at home favored by 13. Well, actually, uh, you'll have to, with DraftKings, they're not including the primetime slate anymore, right? So is that going to work? Uh, for all cash games, or is that going to exclude Sunday night now? That's yeah. So DraftKings is um, the prime. T- the main slate is only the you know the one o'clock Eastern and four four thirty Eastern games. It's not going to include the Sunday night slate. That said, there will still be the Thursday to Monday slate. There will still be a prime time slate. There will be um, you know all, all sorts of slates that will still include that. And I definitely, if you're playing a slate that has the Sunday night game, Chris Carson, very very strong play with uh, you know precise set to miss week four. Thomas Rawls not doing a whole lot. Carson looks to be the man right now there in Seattle. Yes, yes. So if you had to play any of those slates, go with Chris Carson. But I think there are those are plenty of options for the primary uh, Sunday game. So let's move on to the wide receiver position. A um, little bit stronger and not not as much, you know, we're, ha- we're not really having to reach and go for our Deshaun Jackson type plays anymore at the wide receiver position. Who are some guys this week that you think will work out well uh, for cash lineups? Yeah, I guess if I'm obviously in kind of team jam I'm in, sort of, you know, paying up at running back, uh, then I'm going to be paying down at wide receiver as much as I can. And I think where I want to start is Larry Fitzgerald. We just saw him go ham on Monday Night Football. Uh, if you look at his game log at 13 targets week one, six week two, 15 week three, uh, especially if either John Brown's going to be out, then you know, obviously that's that's just fewer targets that are going to go to John Brown and could go elsewhere. Might go to Ron Brown, might go to J.J. Nelson. Some could still go to Larry Fitzgerald. So plenty of targets. Larry Fitzgerald in a decent matchup against the 49ers, not priced up enough 
only there at 6,100. You could go uh, maybe on the other side of the ball there, Pierre Garçon. He's only at 5,500. Uh, and, and, and for Garçon, it's, again, another volume play here in cash games. He had 10 targets two of the first three weeks this season uh, with six receptions at minimum in both of those two games where he got 10 targets. So if he continues that kind of volume, he's going to be a very good play. 14.1 DraftKings points in week one. 24.2 DraftKings points in week three. So that, that week two game there against the Seahawks was a very tough matchup for the 49ers. So you can kind of discount that one a little bit. Um, I know Arizona's got a, a pretty good defense, but they haven't been super great this year. So I'm not maybe as worried as I'd be about them um, You know, other years. They, they haven't looked like the Arizona of old at this point in time. So I don't mind playing Pierre Garçon in cash games, but it's pretty tough this week at wide receiver for cash games, especially if you're paying up at the running back position, you're going to have to try to find some value. I know there's a couple spots I'm looking at. Um, you know, I'm, I'm particularly curious about, uh, you know, guys that are down there, 4,900, somebody like a Richard Matthews. It's a perceived tough matchup against Houston, but according to our buy low machine right now, Tennessee actually wide receivers have been the, uh, Wide receivers have fared the sixth best against Houston this year when we adjust for strength of schedule just based off games this year. So I don't think it's as tough of a matchup as it seems. So I certainly don't mind Richard Matthews, especially if Corey Davis is going to continue to be out. And uh, that would kind of probably, you know, I think be a good way to get some salary relief there as well. And Richard Matthews, kind of like Pierre Garçon and kind of like Fitzgerald, they both went uh, high target, low target, high target games. So 9, 5, and 10 for uh, Richard Matthews there. Um, 12, 7, and 20.7 DraftKings points. So uh, I think you're getting a pretty nice floor with Richard Matthews in, a, in what will be a perceived bad matchup, but I don't actually think it's as bad as it seems. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. You find it a little tough. I don't know. I found myself liking a lot more guys at the bottom end than, than maybe you. And maybe I'll just throw some out and get your thoughts on it. I, I thought Marquise Lee. Uh, 4,500, taking on the New York Jets. He really separated himself last week in terms of target market share from from Alan Hearns to where I think he is a pretty darn safe play. I, I think Hearns is going to see a lot more of the, the touchdown looks, the red zone looks. So if you're on a side like FanDuel, maybe you want to look more at him. But I think he's a fine play. Um, if I'm waiting on news for Doug Baldwin, I know that there is optimism from... Um, uh, Pete Carroll at this point, I don't think he's going to go. So I think that could open up opportunity for a guy like a Paul Richardson. Um, I believe he is somewhere in the range of like 4,200. I think he could work out. Um, and then even a guy like uh, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, 6,100. I think that's just a, a fantastic matchup You know, for Trevor Simeon, who is really shown to be much better at home, getting a pretty vulnerable Oakland secondary at this point. I think he's a pretty easy slam dunk if you kind of want to go for a wide receiver in that mid-range. Yeah, I'd actually rather have Demarius Thomas there. I think Demarius' targets, target numbers are just more consistent over the last two years. So, I mean, you've taken this year and then going back into last year's target numbers have been more consistent than Manny Sanders. Manny, I always feel more is like a, a tournament play. I know he's had some very strong target numbers so far this year, but overall, if you look at the longer trend, Demarius Thomas has the more consistent target numbers than Manny Sanders, and he's only $200 more. Um, I'm definitely with you on Marquise Lee. That was uh, an oversight of my notes there. I had Marquise Lee written down as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you look at, if you look at Manny Sanders uh, a bit up and down there, 
there in his target performance going into to last year. So if we just take his last six games, 15, 8, 6, 0, 3, 6. Um, I'm not sure what that zero was about. If uh, I have to maybe go back and, and check what happened there. But, it, you know, we still got a couple 6, 3, 6 in those last few games there. So um, I, I definitely like to see a higher target floor for Emmanuel Sanders if I'm going to play him in cash. But I'd love him in tournaments this week. Definitely, definitely. All right, let's move on to the next position, quarterback. I ha- I don't know about you, but I am finding a lot of value plays at quarterback. I think it's really just going to kind of be who the one that you feel most comfortable going with this week, even though there are some pretty nice plays at the, the higher end of the quarterback salary as well. Who are the guys that you're finding um, to be most relevant for, for cash this week? Yeah, on DraftKings, there's only one guy for me. It's Trevor Simeon. He's priced way too low, 5200 Um, I think that's just that's incredible. The price is very good. Uh, the matchup is great, and I always like paying down at the quarterback position when I can um, because, again, that range of outcomes is so compressed. I think if you're over on FanDuel, Deshaun Watson is an interesting play. Phillip Rivers... Um, you know, Tyrod Taylor even further down there. I think you could play in cash games. So there's a lot of options on FanDuel as well. But definitely on DraftKings, I'm I'm going with Trevor Simeon, and I think it's a no-brainer for me on DraftKings. That's the that's a play for me there. Uh, again, if you if you use the road of his buy low machine, Simeon uh, pops out as the third best matchup this week for quarterbacks. So if you're streaming, you know, in season long leagues as well, Simeon's a great play this week. He's been very good so far this year. Yeah, he had a down performance against Buffalo, but Buffalo's been one of the hardest defenses against the quarterback so far this year. I know they've played Cam Newton and Josh McCown, but they've held Cam Newton and Josh McCown below their averages as well, including Trevor Simeon. So Buffalo, um, when even adjusting for schedule, has been a very good defense, the fifth toughest schedule adjusted defense so far in uh, 2017 for quarterbacks. So I'm, I'm totally, totally all over Trevor Simeon in cash games this week. DraftKings, FanDuel, a few more options as I mentioned. Yeah, I think you did the nail on the head there. It's, I mean, it's just he's just priced way too low at this point. But there was one name I wanted to bring up to, to get your thoughts on. Um, around that same price range, that the same salary range was Tyrod Taylor at fifty three hundred in a matchup to where I think it's at least slated at this point to to be a higher scoring matchup with the Atlanta Falcons at home. Um, yeah, and Buffalo on the road. Buffalo with the I, I would say. Uh, more potent defense at this point if we were just kind of looking at it objectively. What do you think about Tyrod Taylor there um, if you just for some reason did not want to play Simeon? Yeah, I mean, I guess he would be my my next choice down in that, that price range. I think the thing you have to remember here, though, is if you're comparing the two, if you're comparing Simeon and Tyrod Taylor, uh, the you know, and I, I don't always love going with implied team total, but in this case, the you know the the Broncos almost twenty five points implied team total twenty four and three quarters, and then the Buffalo Bills only twenty point two five. So you know, a difference of four and a half points there, and I think that does make a difference in terms of what is being expected out of these teams. Tyrod does give you a nice uh, floor with the rushing, of course. We always like that, but. I think Simeon's going to have to throw the ball here. Um, you know, Ty- Tyrod's rushed eight attempts in all three games so far this year, so certainly will give you probably a two-point minimum floor there uh, with with his rush attempts. But uh, then passing, who knows? I mean, maybe maybe they find success on the ground with with LeSean McCoy, and you know we know Atlanta struggled against the running back position. So um, I, especially if I'm playing LeSean McCoy in cash, I'm not going to go with Tyrod Taylor. I think there's more an argument to go Tyrod Taylor if you're not using LeSean McCoy in cash. Fair point. Fair point. All right, let's move on to the the last position in our cash game segment, the tight end position. 
So I'm finding a lot more GPP options than I am cash options, to tell you the truth, Nick. But there is one name I have circled, highlighted, and really just ready to go um, at a fantastic price. Who are you finding at the tight end position this week that you like? Well, let's hear it, Heath. Who's your, who's your cash game guy? Because I think there's two options that I have a guess for as to, to what yours is. My guy is Kobe Fleener. I know it's not a guy that you know we're all super really hyped about because um, we've seen Kobe Fleener lay an egg many a time, but you know at just such a cheap price, thirty four hundred on DraftKings in at Miami, um, New Orleans really showed that th- their offense is still ready to go. They get Willie Sneed back this week, and Miami has been awful against the tight end position. Um, and to get him at, at such a cheap price, um, I, I and what could be a shootout is this New Orleans defense. Um, I think they played way above um, typically what they're capable of last week against the Carolina Panthers. So, um, yeah, I think Kobe Fleener is just the, the safest option for just the most reasonable price. I, I think that's a very good play, Kobe Fleener. Um, the road of his tight end Gillespie app, the GLSP app, game level similarity projection. If you go back, I think it's either 14 or 16 games for Fleener. It gives him like a median of 18 points projected this week, which I think is Probably a little high, but you get the idea. It's a very good matchup against Miami, uh, and he's in a very good situation. Of course, he's not on the main slate, so for those of you playing cash games on the main slate, um, I think the there's two obvious names. One is Charles Clay, and the other is Jared Cook. I think um, either way, you really can't go too wrong. The, the thing is, Charles Clay does have, I guess, probably a little bit... Uh, wider range of outcomes. I would think Jared Cook, with the way they've been using him um, in Oakland, he's gotten a lot of targets there. I think he probably has a a narrower range of outcomes, but he also might have a little bit of a higher floor. So Jared Cook, five, six, and six targets. And then if we we pull up the numbers there for Charles Clay, give me one second. Uh, If we look at Charles Clay, his target numbers are six three and nine so uh you know their their average targets are basically the same at six but clay has had a bit more spread and he also has had a wider range of outcomes in actual fantasy points as well so i like playing jared cook in cash this week because you're also going to save three hundred dollars there with jared cook okay great sorry about that guys i'm i'm i am lost today i keep these darn london games and these removing these sunday's games thank goodness nick is here to to really keep me straight all right Hey, no, I mean, if you're playing that that morning slate, uh, I definitely think 100% that Kobe Fleener is is the play. I'm with you there. All right, let's move on to more interesting segment, the contrarian corner. So really just, this is kind of just more of an open segment. Really, you know, your top contrarian plays at any position, Nick, where are you really looking to, to leverage off of some of the chalk this week in DFS? Yeah, if I'm, you know, team jam in at running back here, uh, paying up, I kind of like paying up instead in GVPs for the wide receiver position. There's a lot of plays I think are in in play here this weekend. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., very tasty matchup against Tampa Bay. Uh, I think it's the number one rated matchup on the wide receiver position per our Gillespie app, or per our buy low machine, I should say, which again is this basically just schedule adjusted fantasy points for the wide receiver position. Easily the number one matchup if you just use this year data. And even going back in the last year, Tampa wasn't all that scary. Uh, I also like Julio Jones against Buffalo. I think this is the week he gets a touchdown. I know Buffalo has been tough on defense. But again, Buffalo hasn't played maybe all the uh, the hardest uh, you know the hardest matchups there. So if you if you look at Buffalo's schedule, who have they played? They played the New York Jets. Not really a ton of wide receiver threats there. Carolina Cam Newton's been struggling. And then they 
Uh, didn't even really shut down Manny Sanders there again for you know for Denver, um, and and even Demarius Thomas almost got 100 yards. So I think I think I like uh, you know Julio Jones paying up there. You can really pay up for a lot of these guys. AJ Green faces Cincinnati, a pretty decent matchup. I think Brandon Cooks could uh, go under owned because I think people if they are paying up they'll they'll like Julio, they'll like Odell, they might like AJ Green's matchup. Um, and I know Brandon Cooks did just go off last week, so that probably will inflate his ownership percentage a little bit, but I still think you can play him. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, that, that's my leverage right there is paying up at wide receiver this week. I really like that move. I think that's going to be the leverage off of the chalk, uh, you know, which I think will be a lot of Zeke, a lot of uh, some Le'Veon Bell. Again, Le'Veon Bell is at one of his cheapest price points all year. And then also, uh, as I mentioned, Todd Gurley will be pretty chalky, LaShawn McCoy. So there's a lot of expensive chalk at running back, and I like paying up at wide receiver because I think, you know, if you go expensive, one expensive or even two expensive wide receivers, you could end up with a pretty unique roster construction. Uh, and then going paying down at the running back position, and uh, I think there's a couple running back plays. I'll save one of them for the, the stack or the, the correlation plays, so I'll, I'll hold one back here. But... The other thing is in GPPs, if you're looking at the tight end position, a lot of interesting GPP plays as well. Um, Jesse James is only $400 cheaper than Jared Cook. If he's healthy and if he's a go, Baltimore has struggled against the tight end position this year. So I don't mind you know, getting 3%, 5% Jesse James in there. He did have that two-touchdown game to open the season. Uh, obviously, we didn't mention Eric Ebron. He's, he's struggled a bit, but he did have a, a decent game. I think it was in week two. Uh, he's play for GPPs at the tight end position. And again, I like with the tight end position, I like looking at team total. I like looking at matchup. We don't have a team total on the board right now for Detroit because I think we're waiting on Sam Bradford news, but the matchup isn't terrible either. So, um, and then obviously paying up if, if you want to pay up, then you can pay up for Rob Gronkowski as well. And I don't think that's necessarily going to be contrarian, but uh, I think if people are paying up at running back, paying up at maybe at wide receiver, it is going to be a little bit harder than normal to fit in Gronk in a week where there's a lot of expensive value. So some contrarian plays, some, some leverage plays there. And then one finally, one contrarian play, I guess, at the quarterback position for me is, uh, let me flip over here to my notes, it's uh, Cam Newton. So I think Cam Newton's a very interesting contrarian play. He's been so bad this year, but... He's at his lowest price point in as far back as I can go in uh, game logs here. So Cam Newton is basically at the lowest price point he's ever been, or at least in in recent memory, very long-term recent memory going back through last year. Uh, I know he struggled at the beginning of this year. The passing game has been off. Um, but you know, this is a, actually a good matchup. New England is just hemorrhage points to the quarterback. Um, they've allowed a lot of points just in the passing game in general. Cam Newton might actually need to run the ball. He has run sometimes this year. Um, you know, people are saying, well, Cam isn't using his legs. He's not using his legs. There haven't been as many designed runs, but he still has picked up in, in the two most recent games, an average of about 22 rushing yards. So there still is some there. He got a rushing touchdown this past weekend. I think this is a situation where you know, I don't want to go ham on Cam, but 5 8%, even 10%, I'm totally fine with that. Hashtag ham on Cam. I love that. Yeah, that that's actually going to be one of the ones I was going to go over, and I really like this week too. It's, you know, last week the reason I, I did had 0% Cam Newton, and that's, I think it was more due to the fact that even though it was a nice matchup, he was a GPP play that was risk, 
but had a lot of people on him. You weren't going to get him at a low ownership percentage. And now that everyone saw him really lay an egg against, um, a, a, you know, to say bluntly, a very easy matchup in the New Orleans Saints, they're expecting, you know, kind of the same thing to happen with the New England Patriots. And, you know, it might just kind of have a different outcome. You know, like you mentioned, the Patriots have just been giving up so, so many yards through the air. Alex Smith had four touchdowns against them. And, you know, I, I'm not going to compare the Chiefs and the uh, Panthers offense by any means. But if Alex Smith could do it, why not Camp Newton? We've seen him do it in the past. Why not? And maybe the addition of Curtis Samuel will allow um, another explosive element to this offense to where he's able to really just take one deep without just taking a short pass from Cam Newton. So I really, I really like that play. Um, and then I think I'm just going to look at a couple line, a couple games that we've seen some, um, some really significant line movement from. Uh, two in particular, it's the Rams, the Rams Cowboys game, um, and the Eagles Chargers game. So, uh, in that first one with the Los Angeles Rams, I think I'm going to be targeting the Rams side. Um, and that includes Todd Gurley, uh, most of all, but also some of the Rams pass catchers as well. Um, and it's, I'm not, haven't really decided yet, but I think Cooper Cup is in play. Sammy Watkins is still in the concussion protocol, so we'll see how that works out. Uh, Robert Woods could be in play as well. I guess that Cowboys secondary, I think, is really overrated at this point. Um, we, we've really seen them be exploited. And then also that, that Chargers team against the Philadelphia Eagles, the Eagles coming off a big win last week against the Giants, flying all the way across the country. They opened up at minus one, and the line has already moved to the other side to where now the Chargers are favored by one at home. So in that case, I would be looking at a guy like Phillip Rivers to maybe like a stack play with Keenan Allen, I think could be quite nice there and I don't think you're really going to see a lot of people on the Rivers bandwagon with how uh I'd say quite poor over the first three weeks yeah definitely um I guess there's been a little bit of reverse line movement there as well so uh, I certainly like the Chargers side on that um and another one I failed to mention which I talked to you about before the show is I really like the Minnesota wide receivers also I'm, I'm totally with you there on on the uh Totally with you on the Rams receivers as well, and especially waiting that Sammy Watkins news will be will be important. You might need to be there before, uh, you know, I guess before lineups lock and, and all that to follow news and make sure you need to make any swaps if, if we find out he's in or out or anything like that. So always make sure to stay on top of those things. But getting back to the Minnesota wide receivers, they're playing Detroit. And here's the thing with Detroit. They've got the same three cornerbacks that they had last year Darius Slay, Quandre Diggs, and Nevin Lawson and they hemorrhaged yards through the air last year just hemorrhaged yards Quandre Diggs went from like the worst defensive back in the NFL maybe to one of the better ones this year and I don't think it's all just uh the new year or anything like that I think there's probably there's probably been some improvement but I think we also need to stick to our prior a little bit and understand that the Detroit Lions did struggle a lot through the air last year there probably will be a, a little bit of ownership on both Thielen and Diggs just because they've been performing very well uh, but I again I think this is a situation where uh, especially if Case Keenum ends up playing quarterback maybe their uh, you know maybe their ownership goes a little bit lower than we expect Case Keenum last year 
almost won the Millionaire Maker playing these very same Detroit Lions in week six. Uh, it turns out the other side of the ball, Matthew Stafford, was the winning Millionaire Maker lineup. So, uh, but, but Case Keenum was up there in the top 10. I know Malin 21, the guy who won the Millionaire Maker that week, basically stacked the crap out of that Detroit game versus the, at the time it was the Rams that Keenum, Keenum was on. Now he's on the Vikings. I think uh, I really like both Thielen and Diggs. You could use both of them, one or the other. And if you really, really want to get crazy, I have no problem playing Case Keenum at like maybe 2%, something like that. Yeah, I really like that play as well. That'd be It's going to be quite interesting. Um, yeah, let's move on to the next segment of the show. But before we do, I have a message from our friends over at Draft. Now, fantasy football fans, listen up. If you love fantasy football, you need to try our new favorite app, the Draft app. Here's how it works. You do a draft, lasts just one week, no management, just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Draft even takes care of last-minute injuries for you. Drafts start every couple minutes, so you can join one right now. And the best part... Play for cold, hard cash. Drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft for everyone. No salary caps. Play in a real live snake draft, just like you play with your friends in a season-long league. Come and join us on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes. Or play right from your computer on PlayDraft.com, whichever you'd like. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use our promo code RVRADIO. That's right, play a real money game for free just by using our promo code RVRADIO on your first deposit on draft. Just search draft in the app store or go to playdraft.com and come play free with us with your promo code RVRADIO. All right, let's move on to the draft segment of the show, Nick. I am officially on the board. I, I tallied it all up and I actually pulled... Last week out, it is now two one, so we're on to another week here. A little bit of a, a little bit of an interesting week here. So, um, yeah, let, let's look at the draft here, and it looks like you are. Why don't you head us up? Yeah, you are up first, Nick. So, cool. So, just so the listeners know, we're doing the the slate that starts. After the London game, so or sorry, with the London game, so that includes your boy Kobe Fleener there, uh, and going all the way through the Monday game. So um, definitely a lot of options here. But I'm going to start right at the top. I am going to take Ezekiel Elliott, and you are on the board. All right, all right, take Zeke. So that's a it's a nice pick. I think I'm going to start here. I'm going to go with AJ Green taking on the Cleveland Browns, and then I think I'm going to take. Michael Thomas in that London game. Very, very interesting. I'm going to go Odell Beckham and Julio Jones as my two picks there on the turn. Got it. Okay, then I will go, because this includes the Monday night slate as well, I will go Kareem Hunt. And I'm going to take the other side of that game. I'm going to take Todd Gurley. So you have uh, Kareem Hunt and Todd Gurley. You're done with your running backs. You're done with your wide receivers. I'm done with my wide receivers. I have one running back. My other selection will be Le'Veon Bell, and my uh, quarterback selection will be none other than Tom Brady. All right, then I'm just going to have to stack that London game and go with Drew Brees to round out the lineup. Good stuff. I, and if I had chosen Kirk Cousins instead of Stafford last week, I still think I, I would be three and zero at this point. I dropped down and I dropped down and, and you know like. A little bit further down, I skipped some of the big names, and I ended up picking Stafford. I almost ended up picking Cousins, but uh, you, you got lucky there, buddy. <laughs> yes, I sure did. Yes, I sure did. But 
you know, sometimes you need a little bit of luck in DFS. Sometimes it's not that's, all that's skill, true. Nick. You got to let some of the, the lesser players win sometimes. Yeah, I got to right? make feel good. You got to let me win sometimes, right? Of course, of course. Got to keep me happy. All right, let's move on to some defenses this week. Who are some defenses in in nice spots that um, you think you could play in both uh, either cash or, or GPP this week? Yeah, I'm definitely starting with uh, the Cincinnati defense. Just the Cleveland Browns. Excuse me, the Cleveland Browns have been so bad this year. Uh, we obviously we also have our streaming D app up at Rotoviz, and um, you know if you set the sliders there to uh, just this year, the Cleveland Browns are right up there near the top as a team you want to stream against. So. Um, certainly the Cincinnati Bengals are in play. I think they're going to be pretty chalky, though. A play that I think will be a little more contrarian that I love for GPPs is playing the Baltimore defense. They obviously just got throttled by Jacksonville, so people are probably off of them because of that. But the Baltimore defense is a very good defense, and they're home against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh sounds scary, but remember, Ben Roethlisberger is on the road, and uh, he does have those splits. So I really like the Ravens' defense and GPPs. Not a play I'm playing in cash games, of course, but definitely a GPP play option for me uh, at the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, those are, those are two. I love that Baltimore pick. I think I'm going to have a lot of the Baltimore defense this week, just playing on two different narratives of people thinking that Pittsburgh Steelers offense is really just unstoppable. And then a down week for the Ravens when you had, you've mentioned plenty of times before, they look like one of the true elite units of this league. So I, I love that play. Um, you know, the one that I keep, seems like I keep recommending them every week. And for some reason, DraftKings, FanDuel, they're not really increasing their price all that much. It's Kansas City Chiefs, again, taking on the Washington Redskins. The Chiefs are at home. This is a Monday slate, by the way. I should, I should mention that. So if you are playing in those slates, I think Kansas City Chiefs defense is a great one. Um, and on the other hand, uh, the Tennessee Titans defense for 3,300. I know that we just came off a week where Deshaun Watson really showed, you know, what he's at least, you know, capable of against a, a New England Patriots secondary that is, I would say um, quite weak, <laughs> giving up quite a few yards through the air thus far this season. I think this Tennessee Titans uh, defensive line is one that can really bully on other offensive lines, and this Texans offensive line is not any good whatsoever. And with a rookie quarterback back there who, you know, just simply put, rookies are just prone to make mistakes, I could see them quite easily taking, uh, you know, just grabbing a couple interceptions, maybe a fumble or two, and really turning that into those scores that you need in GPPs. Good stuff. Love it. I'm always on Kansas City, by the way, too. You know, until they start getting priced up, you have to play them every week, pretty much. You really have to. It's like, it's not even necessarily for the matchup, because I know that, you know, the Washington Redskins, um, they had a pretty nice week against the Raiders last week. But, you know, Kirk Cousins, is he's prone to turnovers at times. But it's mostly just because Kansas City at home just absolutely crushes. And they have the threat of kickoff and punt return touchdowns as well to go along with it, so... Yeah, I mean, out of their last 16 games, if you just use DraftKings scoring out of their last 16 games, they've had 12 double-digit point performances. So uh, it's just hugely consistent, always seemingly in double digits. And that's the last 16 games they've played, which is a year's worth of games. Definitely, definitely. All right, let's move on to one of the fun portions of the, the shack, this, excuse me, the shack, the stacks and correlations play of the show. What are some GPP stacks, maybe even some cash stacks that you're considering this week, Nick? Yeah, well, I mentioned there was a defense and a running back, I should say, that uh, I was saving a little bit of GPP uh, love for as part of my stacks, and that's actually in a correlation play with the defense. And the defense, I just mentioned the Ravens. I really like 
running it on the other side with Buck Allen. People might not realize that Buck Allen actually could have had a lot more touches against the, the Jacksonville Jaguars had that game actually remained anywhere near close. But Alex Collins came in later in the game after it had already gotten out of hand, and that's why Buck Allen only had eight rush attempts. He still had six targets. He had six targets a game before against the Browns. So, I mean, you're looking at a very high target floor. And he should get more rushing attempts as long as the game stays close. He had 21 in week one, 14 in week two. The week three game was probably the anomaly of, of the blowout. But now they're at home. I don't expect them to get blown out at home. If anything, this game will be close and they'll need him a lot the whole way through. And if they're ahead, especially with that defensive correlation play, I really like the Buck Allen Baltimore defense. A super low owned play that you can make and then go really chalky pretty much anywhere else you want. Uh, while we're on the topic of stacking, of course, I think it's you know a lot of the quarterbacks we've mentioned that we like. You can stack um, Trevor Simeon with Demarius Thomas with Emmanuel Sanders. Both of those are totally fine. Uh, obviously, if if Demarius gets the, the volume that he usually gets, eight, nine, ten targets and catches seven for a hundred yards and a touchdown, he could be in the winning GPP lineup. And you could have uh, Emmanuel Sanders the way he just blows up at times. Uh, I love, 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 love stacking Denver this week. But I think uh, I think they'll end up actually kind of chalky. Even Trevor Simeon, I think he'll probably, by the end of the week, when more people listen to pods and, and read articles and so forth, I think Trevor Simeon actually ends up pushing eight, five, six, seven, eight percent even. So uh, I think, you know... Uh, he's probably going to be a play that most people think should be lower owned in general, but I think he'll end up actually much more chalky. Uh, if you're playing the slate for, obviously, with the Sunday night game, um, then Russell Wilson is a very nice stack. And as you mentioned, we have to wait on the Doug Baldwin news, but you could stack him with, again, most of his receivers there. Um, obviously, there's also, we always wait on Vontae Davis news, but uh, it you know, just figure out the best wide receiver plays there in Seattle. If Doug Baldwin plays, if he doesn't play, uh, the hard thing about that, of course, is it's the night game. So if you're playing a slate that includes it, you may have to be waiting on the news. So you'll probably need uh, another second player from that game. But that's again why you can you can stack Russell Wilson with a receiver, maybe run it back with an Indianapolis player, and then you could do some late swaps on sites that allow you to do late swaps uh, if you're waiting on Doug Baldwin news or something else. But Tons of stacks available. I mean, I mentioned earlier, you know, stacking the Minnesota guys. You could, you could. Um, one play I kind of like is is Julio Jones and a correlation play with Lashawn McCoy. If the Bills actually end up performing a lot better than we think, and the, and the Falcons actually need to throw to stay in the game, you could also go the other way and just say well, Bills might need to stay in the game and they'll have to throw. So maybe Charles Clay and Julio Jones, you kind of you know, run it back with each other. You don't even have to necessarily stack them with either of their quarterbacks, but if it if it does end up you know going a little bit back and forth, you could play those those different types of correlation plays in for Buffalo and for Atlanta. Yeah, and, and, and really quickly on the on the Russell Wilson sack, you don't even have to necessarily go wide receiver. Is I think Jimmy Graham is in play as well, and you know Indianapolis's secondary as a whole has not been all that great. They're not they're a little bit better against the tight end position, but Jimmy Graham, I, I number two in targets. I actually was actually number one in targets last week when um, Doug Baldwin went out, so I think he's a fine play there. I'm finding a lot of running back defense stacks that I particularly like. Um, like you had mentioned earlier in the show, Leonard Fournette, I think him and the Jaguars defense um, is a is a fine play. Um, an interesting one that I thought, I, I'm not 100% certain on this one. I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Joe Mixon last week saw a season high 21 touches, 18 on the ground, three targets. Him going against the Cleveland Browns. 
um, at a relatively decent price, at least on DraftKings. I think he could be for a nice play in a potential breakout game for him. Um, going back to the Arizona Cardinals, um, taking on that San Francisco 49ers defense who just really had that electric game, you know, full of fantasy goodness last week with the Rams. Uh, Carson Palmer and Larry Fitz as a stack, I think is the one might be a little higher owned, um, you know, following that week, that, that really big week by Larry Fitz, but I think that's a decent one. And then maybe even a Rivers and Keenan Allen stack. I, I'm not really, I'm kind of partial to that one as well, um, playing off of the narrative that, you know, the Chargers are really down at this point. Tyrell Williams, baby. I want I want Tyrell Williams if I'm going with Rivers. And actually, I don't even mind Tyrell Williams in cash this week. He's priced down so far. He shows a rate in my GP model. I totally forgot to to mention him, but above Tyrell Williams this week, um, especially on DraftKings where he's just priced way too low. But on FanDuel, that, that could lower his ownership percentage for sure um, because he is priced a little bit, relatively speaking, higher on FanDuel. So uh, I'm not sure if it ends up lowering his ownership percentage there, but I think it probably does. And um, that a good play in a game that I think could stay close. The Chargers and Philly, both of them, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, I should say, both of them love slinging the ball around. So we could see a lot of passing there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, let's move on to the final segment of the show, Nick. But before we do, you know, the the fantasy football world, a lot like sports world, it's one where everyone's looking for advice, whether it be from fantasy, betting advice, everyone's on Twitter, bugging Evan Silva, you know, all that stuff. But, you know, everyone's asking, you know, who they should play, which side to bet, but they're never asking where they should play. It's just as important as who you're betting on. So that's why I always tell people to go to mybookie.ag. MyBookie has been in this business for years. Their reputation's rock solid to do 100% cash bonuses. So right off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing. And they have the fastest payouts, as quick as two business days. You listen to us, you do the research, you put forth the effort, you know who's going to win, right? So why don't you lay some money down and win big today? I used my, I used my bookie just last weekend. I'm going to use it this weekend as well, as there are a lot of, a lot of teams, you know, that I, I think are um, really just kind of uh, misplaced in their line. So that's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site, my favorite part, that makes wagering on the go a breeze. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit with a 100% bonus. Just use promo code ROTONFL to activate the offer. And if you do, if you sign up this month... With the Roto NFL promo code, forward a copy of your sign-up confirmation to rotovizradio at gmail.com. You'll be entered into a drawing for a limited edition Rotoviz athletic jacket. Just sign up at my bookie, deposit money, and then forward us your email confirmation and we'll announce the winner on a future episode. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, let's get into the... The Vegas lines, the bets, the theory segment of the show. You know, we had mentioned, we talked a little bit before the show about some lines that really saw some significant line movement, including some reverse line movement, Nick. You know, what are some what are some bets you're looking at this week you think could uh, could end up being pretty nice in the uh, at the end of the, by, by the end of the week, excuse me. Yeah, so we did talk about the reverse line movement in the Philly Philadelphia Chargers game, uh, LA Chargers game there. 
And another thing that happened is the total increase from 46 and a half to 47 and a half. And I'm a guy who usually likes betting unders because people love betting overs. But this is a game I think I want to bet the over. Talked about how these teams love throwing the ball around. I know the Chargers have Melvin Gordon, but they also use him in the past game. He is a little a little banged up even, so uh, they could just throw even more here with a bit of a banged up Melvin Gordon if they're trying to preserve him a little bit. So, I mean, I, I see the Buffalo-Atlanta line total here at 48.5, and I'm trying to figure out why Philadelphia and, and the Chargers are at 47.5 with the way these teams sling the ball around. So, I want the over in this game. I love playing Phillip Rivers in GPP this weekend. You mentioned him as a GPP play. Uh, I love him. Tyrell Williams. You mentioned Keenan Allen. I'm totally fine with Keenan Allen in some GPP lineups as well. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that's just a game I love. Love, love, love. I think it'll go over. No problem there. There's one line that we talked about before the show, and that was that Buffalo-Atlanta line, but not not the total the the actual line itself, the spread, and Buffalo is an eight-point dog on the road. I want those points. Buffalo has been very good this year. Um, has, defense has been strong. I know Atlanta also has been good, but uh, they did struggle a little bit with the Chicago Bears. Um, you know, Atlanta played Detroit close. I think Buffalo is not going to be an easy pushover here, so I like taking the eight points on Buffalo. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I'm going to be betting the Buffalo side on that one. And then just one more. So the Rams, I wish I could have got to bet in earlier this week when they opened. I believe it was, was it eight? Or was it even higher than that? Rams plus eight. Yeah, so uh, it depends on the site you're using, of course. But uh, here in Vegas, they opened at uh, nine and a half at the first uh, the first book that, that opened as nine and a half point underdogs. Now, um, obviously, that's that's here in Vegas. Of course, if you're using my bookie, then the Rams opened up as well, I don't have the opening here, but currently the Rams yeah, are six yeah. Point so I, even that, I bookie. still love that six points. I, I think this Rams team, um, while they you know have had some some really up and down games, I think this Dallas Cowboys team is vastly overrated. Um, I think Zeke Elliott is um, while he's still a very good player. Um, I'm not sure he's quite impenetrable and really just if this Rams team is able to get going and really establish Todd Gurley and keep, you know, not let the Cowboys play bully ball like they do, I think the Rams have a pretty decent chance, especially, you know, given six points. So that'd be another one that I would like as well. Yeah, I think that's a good one. That would like the nine and a half much more than the six and a half or six, (laughs) but uh, yeah, you take what you can get, so... Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're right, though. And I think what that does, though, is it brings in Dallas into play at uh, the passing game. Dak Prescott to Des Bryant. We didn't even mention that. That's a possible stack that I think could be used in plenty of GPPs. Des, Des's price on DraftKings this week is super tasty. So I know he'll draw some ownership percentage. I think it's, what, 6500 this week. So love that price tag. A touchdown machine. Uh, we know his career touchdown rate. He got another touchdown this past Monday night against Arizona. Um, touchdown the week before against Denver in what was perceived to be a hard matchup with 16 targets as well. Des Bryant, man, touchdown machine. I think uh, $6,500, just way too low for him. Uh, lowest price point of the year, lowest price point in a while. So uh, I, I think Des Bryant, you could you could stack him with Dak. You could just play him alone as well. Uh, and you could, as you mentioned, some of those Rams wide receivers are, are very good as well. There's a lot of plays this weekend at the wide receiver position. Um, just plenty of plays. So you're going to kind of have to whittle it down and pick and choose your favorites. So, you know, early in the week, I'm kind of leaning towards some of these plays. You know, Des Bryant, the, I mentioned the Minnesota guys. Uh, I mentioned the Chargers. 
so it's trying to figure out who I want to whittle it down to. And I think you know, really the Chargers, uh, Tyrell Williams, one of my favorites, Des Bryant, the, the Minnesota guys. I think those are the directions I'm leaning, of course, along with Denver, uh, because I like the Trevor Simeon play there as well. So most of my exposure, I think, will go to those those games right there this weekend at the wide receiver position. Hey, you really got the gears turning in my head. Now I'm thinking of Dak Prescott at 6,200. Oof, boy. That could be it, Nick. Yeah, I mean, combined, they're 12-7, right? Des and Dak, which is on DraftKings, which is just... Uh, it's kind of ludicrous. It's such a nice, cheap stack. Yeah, it's a it's a super cheap stack. I mean, you could also, if we're talking price here, um, I'm pulling up Philip Rivers' price, only 6,300. And then if you stack it with Tyrell, Tyrell's 4,400. So you're talking about 10-7 only for a stack, which is, is very nice. Um you could run it back with Ertz. You could run it back with Alshon. Uh, obviously, you know, the Chargers have some good corners there. We'll have to see if uh, Verrett is out for the year, I believe. So it's just Hayward there. Um, so, you know, maybe you don't use Alshon, but maybe you use Ertz or maybe you use uh, Torrey Smith for, for a, just a chance, you know, a long chance there or an Aguilar for a long chance there. There's a lot of ways you could run it back, but I definitely like the the San Diego, sorry, the Los Angeles Chargers side a lot better in that game. Um, you know, Philip Rivers to Tyrell might be my favorite stack of the week. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of On the Daily. Please remember to rate and review the Rotoviz Radio channel on iTunes and be sure to get that 30% discount for subscribing to Rotoviz through the Rotoviz Radio channel at Rotoviz Radio, excuse me, rotoviz.com slash podcasts. So for Nick, who you can find on Twitter at Rotodoc. I'm Heath Kruger at HeathK on Twitter, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to On the Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz Radio. And special thanks to Randy E. Aguabo for the introduction. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the established Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email on the daily dfs at gmail.com and follow us on twitter at on the daily dfs love a good deal sail into the season at banana republic factory's mega labor day sale entire store 50 to 70 percent off dresses from 1999 polos from 1699 find your nearest store or shop online only at banana republic factory love a good deal sail into the season at banana republic factory's mega labor day sale entire store 50 to 70 percent off dresses from 1999 polos from 1699 find your nearest store or shop online only at banana republic factory sugar ray leonard roberto duran marvelous marvin Hagler, and thomas hearns legends whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.